Okay, I want to mention a Gavaldiga uh, story, as we generally do. Parashas Vayakal this week. Uh, it's only one parasha. Vayakal this week, Bukudia the next week, Beis Hashem. So, like this, Rabbi Isai. Parashas Vayakal has, as the previous parishes have been discussing, the Indian of the building of the Mishkan and everything inside it. So much of this week's parish discusses the tremendous Chachma that was required in much of the Begodim and the cloths and the, the materials that they did. So I just want to mention one story which has a uh, very beautiful lesson to it, especially to um, what we're dealing with in Inyon of Benodim Lechavera as well, that we're doing in She. But just one particular thing that I want to mention. In Perek Lamed Hay, the Posik is in... Posik Chofei will start with... V'chol isha chachma slave. Any woman that had a certain wisdom in her heart, b'yodeha, tovu. Right, she would do all the, 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 well, it was the stitching and it was the uh, twining of the strings. There was a certain chokhmah that a person required to be able to put together the materials that they needed for the mishkan. And uh, there's a certain, you know, chokhmah that was required. Now, it's, it's almost in parallel to the Chochmah that we've been discussing in the Mishkan until now. The Betzalel, who was a tremendous Chochom, uh, that also was a Chochom and understood how to make certain things. But I want to just discuss this Indian of the, uh, the Chochmah. Now the Posik says, in Posik Chovzayin, Bahanesim, Heviyues Avnei Hashoyam. They brought the Avnei Shoyam, these precious stones, Ves Avnei Amiluim, Le'efoid V'lachoyshen. Okay, they bought these wonderful stones. So, I want to mention to you a story that comes to mind when you read this Pasuk, which has within it a tremendous limud, which is not necessarily connected to the parasha, but it sort of comes out from the Pasuk that we just read, Pasuk Chav Zayn. There was a Rebbe, the Rebbe Rebbe Shmelka. The Rebbe Rebbe Shmelka from Nicholsburg was known not only for his Gewaldige knowledge in Torah, his Bikias, his breadth of knowledge in Torah was unreal, was unmatched in his time. Well, what he knew is Bikias in, in Kol HaTorah Kula. It was unbelievable. But, like many of the tzaddikim in those times, and in our times, they were not only known for their knowledge in Torah, but they were also known for their lay, their heart. The Chochmas HaLev that the Torah talks about is something that I want to discuss in this story. Chochma Salev means that a person has a certain Chochma, wisdom of the heart, that he understands how to use his heart for generosity, how to use his heart for other people. It's tremendous. So Shmelk of Nicholsburg was no different than some of the tzaddikim that we've discussed in the previous weeks. This week being a very, very important week for Klal Yisrael. We have a tremendous amount of Yod sites this week. The Heiliger Rebbe of Meilach's Yod site is this week. And in fact, it's interesting. I just want to mention it's not connected, but it's Stam. A lot of people, there's always a shaila when it comes to yurt sites. And we had this shaila with the yurt site um, chat that we do, where we send out the videos for the yurt site videos of Rabbonim and Sadiqim. Is do we do other aleph or do we do other base? So there are certain Rabbonim that died in other aleph and other base. That's easy, right? You were born in other base. But there's, there's always a shaila, and I had a bit of a shaila. This week I decided I'm going to go full force with a bunch of yurt sites that we have. I'm not doing justice because there's many, many more. This week, by the way, we've got, I mean, we've got a tremendous amount of yurt sites. Right? The Heilige Rebbe of Meilach, the Hashulchan, the Bach, the Chadusha Rim. It's a tremendous week. So just talking about the Rebbe of Meilach, because Mustafa, you're named after him, right? Okay. So I want to bring a raya 
that he was vade ada aleph and not ada base. Even though there's a shaila by many yurt sites, it's ada aleph or ada base. I want to bring a raya, it's ada aleph. Where's my raya? My raya is as follows. There, in the Noimeli Melech, in the Sefer, he has a Sefer on Allah Torah. He goes through every parsha. There's one parsha with no Torah in it. And that is Parshas Vayakel. Why? Because they tied it that he was Nifta on Parshas Vayakel during the week. Therefore, as a Kilu, not that he never said any Torah, he did throughout the years, but as Kilu, like, there's no light. The light has dimmed, and therefore, there's no Torah in the Noimeli Melech, Parshas Vayakel. Now, that's Moriah. And he died Ada Aleph, because right now it's Ada Aleph, and this week is Parshat Vayaka, which is the week of the Yod site. So it has to be that he died in Ada Aleph, because if he died a base, it wouldn't be Parshat Vayaka, it wouldn't make sense. Somebody last night, I was like, I was getting like Bissam for a shoe, and he asked, he's like, he's like, what's your name? I'm like, oh, Bala. He's like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm like, oh, 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 I'm yeah, I guess not. I guess not. That's my right. Anyway, Kapone, let's move on. So the many tzaddikim were known not only for their Torah, but also for their Gavaldiga Chachma, their Gavaldiga, you know, Mesiris Nefesh, for Yerubani Shalom, for Torah, for Mitzvahs, but also for other people. And it's a wonderful chizit to hear about how some of these tzaddikim, you know, it's all... It's all it's like very nice if we would sit here and talk about tzaddikim, how they sit and learn all day, and then you call it to a kulay, and... It's very nice, but it doesn't really talk to us. Maybe it talks to you guys, but it doesn't talk so much, because like, I don't know, we're not able to do that. But what talks to us is their Maisa Chesed. What talks to us is their sensitivity between other people. That's something because that's something we can emulate. That's something that we can we can we can feel it. We can, you know, relate to it. So that's why it's always good with the stories to mention they're godless in many other areas other than Torah, but of course the other the, the, the area of Torah was packed. Okay? Are you with me? Gavaldic. Let's move on. So um, we can understand if the Rebbe of Shmelka was famous for his chesed for sensitivity towards others, he was inundated with people with requests for eitzes and stam to, you know, to, 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 to shoulder the burden of many of the tsaurists that many of Kalal Yisrael have. There was one time, a Maitzah Shai, listen to this Maitzah, a poor man comes in to the Rebbe of Shmelka and he, you know, he asked, you know, begging for money and it was tremendous. One time, <laughs> Shmelka, as he did, when a poor man came in, he searched the drawers to find some money. He wanted to give the beggar something to, you know, to go home with, something to leave this office with. Couldn't find anything. Mamash not a penny. Mamash not a penny. I don't know if it was because he'd given out everything already, or it was because the minig of many tzaddikim is they never sleep at night with money in their possession, they always give it out. So I don't know what it is, but whatever the point was, that if Shmelko was looking for money to give this poor man, he couldn't find anything. So he didn't know what to do. He didn't want to help him say, I'm really sorry, I've got no money for you, we can't do that. So he said, okay, just, just wait, bear with me, wait here a minute. He runs into the bedroom and he finds next to the Robertson's bed a diamond engagement ring that he had given to her many years back. He takes the diamond engagement ring and he gives it to the poor man. He says, here you are. We're all happy to be able to fill the mitzvah of Stocker. He gives him and that's Kavaldik. Right? He says, obviously, take the money that you sell from there and that will last you for a long time. For your mishpacha, you should be Kavaldik. Okay. The poor man left. Obviously, he was very excited. Baruch Hashem. He managed to have a ring, he can sell it, he can be able to support his family. After all, his family was very excited about Skavaldi. A few minutes later, his wife runs into the room. I've lost my ring! I've lost my ring! Where's my ring? Where's my ring? This is my diamond engagement ring. This is Mama Shalit. It reminds me of everything in this world, so much money and everything. And Mishmelka uh, said, oh, oh, the engagement ring. I, I, just, I just gave it to that poor man that walked out the door. He probably, I didn't have any money for him, so I wanted to give him some stock. I said, huh? <laughs> that was my diamond engagement ring. That's worth an absolute fortune. It's worth an absolute fortune. Did you know what you just did? She didn't know what to do. She was crying and everything. 
So the Rebbe says, come, he calls the Shamash, the Gabba over. He says, come, says, run and call the poor man, call him, call him, get him, call him, and just tell him, and then the rest he whispers over to the Gabba. Fine. So the Gabba goes out, runs after the, 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 the poor man, and he comes back. Oh, oh Hashem, I found him, I found the, I found the poor man, Gavaldi. So she's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> where's the ring? Ring? What ring? What are you talking about? I found the poor man. What ring? What are you talking what are you, you didn't get the ring back from him? No. So she turns to her husband, the rebbe. She says, what's going in? Where's my ring? He says, I didn't tell him to go and fetch the ring. I wanted him to know how much money that ring was worth so that he doesn't get, you know, duped by someone who's going to give him a small amount of money for such an expensive ring. So I told the Gabba to go and find him and tell him how expensive it is to make sure he knows what type of ring he has in his possession to sell it for the right amount of money. Now, again, that's a crazy story. Like, how many people will do that? But it gives you just a little bit of a level of sensitivity to what Avas Yisrael, a Yid has towards somebody else. Okay, I'm sure, whatever, I'm sure he calmed it down, I'm sure whatever it was. But uh, the point is, the point is that Avas Yisrael, Avas Yisrael that he had, he had no choice. Like, I've got something in my house that's worth money, I want to give it to him. He didn't have anything for himself. That's how the Yidin, that's how the Tzaddikim live. And that's another little bit of an explanation when the Pesach says, right? it doesn't just mean to have a heart, but it's how to use it. How to use it in the correct way is exactly what we're dealing with over here.